This is WLNZ Lansing. You're listening to LCC Connect, a weekly program that features the voices, vibes, and vision of Lansing Community College. To find out more about LCC Connect programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Hey, hey, hey. This is Lisa A., and you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind-the-scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC where you will have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, what inspires them both at work and in their personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's go see who's today's star. Today on Who's That Star, we have someone born and raised in West Michigan. He's a self-proclaimed farm boy. He moved to Lansing area to attend Michigan State University to pursue a degree in psychology. After earning that degree, he stayed in the Lansing area and worked at community mental health and volunteered with a crisis helpline. He returned to Michigan State to earn a master's degree in rehabilitation counseling. For the last 20 or so years, he has assisted persons with disabilities in the Lansing area. He teaches graduate level students through online distance learning. I get the opportunity to collaborate with him on different activities. Our department hosts for students, so I get a chance to see him up close and personal. He's someone who is easy to talk with and quite entertaining. All right, everybody, are you ready to meet this week's star? Come on and put your hands together for Frank Taylor. Yes, Frank, the audience loves you, and I do too. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Um, I know you're a busy man, and so you taking the time to do this is really appreciated. So, Frank, I'm ready to dive right in. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, Lisa. How are you feeling? I am a little nervous. I'm still getting used to this, Frank, so bear with me. But I'm so glad to have you here. You're easy to talk with, so I know this is going to go great. Well, we'll be nervous together. Right. We'll be good. Okay, great. So, well, let me start out with asking you about your role at the college. Well, Lisa, I'm an academic success coach. And I'll take care of the inevitable question, what the heck is an academic success coach? Yes, thank you. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to ask. My job is to be basically a case manager for college students. So all of those things that can influence how well a student does here at LCC that aren't what classes do I take or how much financial aid do I have. Things like issues with a family or my car died or how do I talk with my professor? What's the best way to study for an exam? Those are all things that I work one-on-one with students with to try to help them overcome their barriers and to really be successful here at LCC. Yeah, you, um, I had the pleasure to be a part of when they instituted success coaches. I was on the uh, interview committee, so I got to uh, be a part of hiring some of the newer, of the older ones, excuse me. So I always believed in um, the success coach program. A lot of times people get confused with success coach and academic advising. And so how do you explain that difference to your students if they ask? Uh, What I tell them is that my job is to know a little bit about a lot of stuff around the college. So if there's a quick question or if it's something that's on our website, I'm the go-to guy. But my other job is when we get to the place where we need some specialized knowledge and some people that really know what's going on, mm-hmm. like academic advisors that can tell you what classes to take. Okay. That's where my job is to find the right person to get that student to that person so they can have that conversation. Right. You you kind of 
have that wraparound support where you're making sure that that student is connected to faculty and staff, if they have any goal that they want to work on, if they need any outside resources or assistance, you help them to figure those things out. And I think that's a great service. I need my own success coach. So I definitely um, envy the students and glad that they have that opportunity. Um, Well, tell me a little, Frank, how you got started at LCC. Oh, well, um, I was at our local community mental health, working with folks with intellectual disabilities and physical disabilities. um, And I had the opportunity to retire from that job. Wow. So I had a chance to actually go and do something I wanted to do rather than I need a certain amount of money to make my house note and pay for the car and stuff like that. And uh, right about that time, LCC had started their academic success coaching program. And I thought that was a good fit for not only the skills that I developed, but I really liked the idea of working with a bunch of bright, eager, driven, competent students. So I think that that sounds like a good fit. And I applied for the job. Right. And so how lucky and wonderful, I won't say lucky, but I'll say how wonderful it is to be able to retire from a career and to go into a career that you're passionate about. That's a, that's such a wonderful thing. And I think a lot of people strive to do that. So did you plan, like you knew you were strategic and okay, I'm going to retire at this time so that I can live my best life or how did you do that? Well, I, there, there came a point where I could retire financially. And I decided that at that point I was going to start looking around for something that instead of compensation, I was looking for some passion, Mm -hmm. something that really felt like it resonated with me. And I just kept looking and kept looking until this opportunity came up. Wow. And I really feel like I've made a good choice. LCC is not only a good home for me, but there are a bunch of really, really competent and caring folks that work here. And they're really dedicated to having students first and having students get their goals. And I like working in that kind of environment. Well, I definitely agree with you. I enjoy working in that environment as well. And I think that we do have a great uh, group of people that work here. What do you like most about what you do here at LCC? My biggest passion with this job is that I get to give people the tools they need mm-hmm. to get their goals, to do get to the places they want to be. And just the idea that, you know, here's someone who's really working hard that wants a better life for themselves, and all they're missing is a couple of pieces mm-hmm. to make sure that they've got those pieces and they can get on with their tasks and their life. It is just incredibly satisfying. Yeah, that is rewarding. I can imagine that, you know, and to see the success, right? Yeah. To see them reach those milestones that you help them plan to get to. And I, I that's why I like that program. I think you can get to see the rewards of your work. You get to see students achieve great things. And you get to play a small part in assisting them with that. And that's that's just, that's great. So my next question is, what is your special contribution? Something you feel that you do very well that you think really makes a difference here at LCC? Uh, There's a couple of things, but probably the biggest one is um, I've got a special passion for working with students with disabilities. Okay. Um, Just with my background in rehabilitation counseling and working in the mental health system, um, I've got a good understanding of what some of those barriers can look like. Right. And sometimes finding a way to work through those barriers requires kind of a deeper level of understanding than what most folks would have. Mm -hmm. So I feel like kind of my special skill in bringing there is that deeper understanding of the disability community and what some of those barriers can look like for a student. Right. And being able to give them the tools to be able to overcome those barriers and be able to graduate. One of my proudest moments was being at graduation 
being a marshal, mm -hmm. helping students along and seeing a couple of my folks that are wheelchair users mm -hmm. roll across that stage and get their diploma. That's right. That's wonderful. It is wonderful because, you know, a lot of people think that persons with disabilities may not be able to come to college, right? And that's false. Mm -hmm. But we have a program and we have people here that are able to assist students. And so I'm so glad that that's something that you're a part of. And I, I, is there any big projects surrounding that? Is there any some anything that you want to do that you're going to spearhead or lead the way on? I am so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that um, LCC is always working on mm -hmm. is making this a community college for everybody. Right. And one of the ways that that work is happening right now is to try to make this campus a more friendly place for folks that are neurodiverse, that look at the world differently, that experience the world differently. A lot of folks call that being on the autism spectrum, but mm. it can be bigger than that, too. So um, I'm currently working on a project to try to look at both the physical space of the campus and the things that are here, and what the experience is like for those students in interacting with faculty and staff and being able to go to class and learn to make sure that we're not putting artificial barriers in front of some absolutely brilliant students okay. that have the chance to really succeed and have great careers, except for all of those preconceptions that other people might have about their abilities. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, you know, the preconceptions that others may have doesn't have to impact that student and we have people here that can help them to reach the goals that they want to reach and I, that's another reason why I like my point of pride you know with LCC I think that we're always looking to try to improve our services and help our students get that much farther along. So I commend you on that Frank and I thank you and I know that you're going to do a great job. But I heard you mention something that I want to ask a little bit more about. What is neurodiversity? What does that mean? Neurodiversity means that there are people out there that experience the world a little differently. Mm -hmm. Sounds might be different. Okay. There might be things that we wouldn't notice that could be really distracting for a student. It could also mean things like um, understanding social cues could be different. So we're not talking about people that can't handle the intellectual work of going to college. We're right. not talking about people that can't get to a classroom physically. We're not talking about people that you look at and you might say, I don't think they're disabled. There's no wheelchair. Mm -hmm. There's no white cane. But still, these are folks where there's barriers to them fully participating. And sometimes that could be as simple as, hey, Let's put lights in the room that don't buzz. So gotcha. if you're really sensitive to sounds, that can be distracting so you can't hear the instructor. It could be as simple as, you know what, this can be really stressful for me. Let me, let me see if I can find a place to just chill out for five minutes. I can get myself together, get back in class. Neurodiversity encompasses a lot of those types of things. Folks that just experience the world in a different way than we do. Wow. Okay. Thank you for that um, explanation. Uh, it was new terminology for me. And so I am always trying to learn. So thank you for explaining that to me and maybe a few other people out there who wasn't aware of that term. But it sounds like, Frank, you do a lot uh, with LCC in your role as a success coach. But tell me a little bit about Frank outside of LCC. What makes Frank go? What are you passionate about? Well, I'm, there's a couple of things. I like to experience new people and new places and have new experiences. Sometimes that is as simple as opening a book and reading a story and learning some information about a new place or getting involved in a novel where the characters are doing things I've never done. Sometimes it's getting on an airplane and going somewhere. Mm. Sometimes it's getting in my camper and getting away from everybody. Okay. So it sounds like I'm hearing you are a reader and you like to travel. 
Both, yes. And but you know, I was doing a little research and I had read that you like to cook. I do like to cook. That's another way of exploring new people and new places and new new tastes. So I like to um learn how to cook new dishes. I've been working on Roman pasta recently. Okay. And yes, I'll bring some in for you. Thank you. You've seen that look in my face like, how come I've never tried this? Yeah. Um, I like to bake. I, I really like to bake bread. Really? Yes. Okay. So yeah, we, you know, we have, um, well, before the pandemic, we had our chili cook-off, which I'm the champ. And then we had our um, cupcake wars. And so I think hopefully we'll be able to bring those back. So I'm going to look forward to Frank seeing if you can bake some good cupcakes, even though I know. Did you participate in the cupcake wars before or no? I didn't do the cupcake wars um, that's oh, you- a kind of a different baking. That's more kind of cakes and things like that. And that's one of those areas that I'm going to be working on some skills. So yes. Okay. Expect me. Okay. 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 Yeah. I just, I definitely, um, am interested in that. And tell me about your travel. Where have you been? Name some of the places that you've been. Um, I've been to a lot of places in the U S I've been to like the Grand Canyon. I've been to San Diego. Uh, we just finished a trip out east, mm-hmm. going to Acadia National Park and okay. seeing all the wildlife there and all the cool stuff. We went, went to Boston recently. Um, been down south a lot. All right. So, are you are you flying? Are you what are you doing? Like, are you on the camp, taking the camper? Where are you going? How are you doing it? Yes, to all of the above. All of the above. So you are an avid traveler. Yeah. Huh? We, we will road trip and do hotels. We will take our camper and go to diff- different places. Um, we've jumped on planes and flown to lots of cool spots. We've been to um, Greece recently. We've been to London. Been to lots of places in the U.S. Um, Puerto Rico was really, really cool. Wow. So you say we. Who is this we that's traveling with you? The other half of my consciousness, the best person I've ever met in my life, um, my spouse, Sharon. Okay. Hey, Sharon. Uh, Shout out to Sharon. Um, So I'm glad that you have a a ride or die, as they say, somebody that's with you. And and that's Sharon. And that's your um, partner, your wife. Yes. Yep. We... Um, spend our days together in Lansing working, and we spend our nights planning our next trip. Your next getaway, huh? Yep. Wow. So, Frank, I really am thankful that you came today to talk with me about your role at LCC, what you do. I think you bring so much to our campus and what you, your goal and what you want to do to help students, I think is so important. And we leave nobody behind. And that's the thing about it. And your role here, make sure that the students, all students are served. And so I appreciate that. And I thank you for coming. Do you have any parting words for your fans out there? Yeah, all three of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, a couple of parting words. Um, I mentioned it before, but... This campus to me is a special place. Okay. It's a special place for a couple of reasons. First of all, the, the people that work here, mm-hmm. the faculty, the staff, um, the, the people that are here not to get a paycheck or not to get through, but that are here for the students. Mm-hmm. And then the other group of people here that makes this place special are those students. Right. People coming from all walks of life. Um, not just 18-year-olds graduating high school, um, folks doing a second career, people coming back to take a class because they're interested in it, Um, but coming here with a a purpose and a passion and being ready and willing to learn stuff that's going to be important to them. And I am proud and honored to be someone who can maybe help them get a little farther toward that goal and really shine. Yes, and... I think you do an excellent job of that. You are a wonderful representative of our college and 
um, just a good, nice person. You know what I mean? Someone that's easy to talk with, someone that's going to greet you with a smile, and someone that's going to care about what your what your goals are and what you want to do. So I thank you again, Frank, for coming. And I look forward to working with you, you know, as we do our other projects. So people make sure that you look and listen to see what the success coaches and academic advising will have for you next. Okay. So thank you. I will see you next time on who's that star. You've been listening to Who's That Star. I'm Lisa A., and you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out Who's That Star. Examining the issues and topics that affect our lives from the local level to the world stage. Listen to the programs of LCC Connect anytime at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Lansing Community College welcomes transfer students. Transfer students may apply prior credits toward their LCC degree, certificate, or transfer program. Learn more at lcc.edu slash youbelong. Domestic violence should be a concern for everyone because in this country, one in three women and one in four men will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. End Violent Encounters, also known as EVE, is a nonprofit organization that provides supportive services to victims. Some of the services available include a 24-hour crisis line, shelter, counseling, and the Ingham County Personal Protection Order Office. All of these services are free of charge, client-centered, and confidential. EVE receives thousands of calls and gives shelter to hundreds of clients per year. Ending domestic violence is a community effort, and to aid in that effort, EVE hosts healthy relationship workshops in and around the greater Lansing area. If you or someone you know of are in need of help or you would like more information, please call EVE's hotline at 517-372-5572. Again, that number is 517-372-5572. Welcome to Arts Connect at LCC, an arts hub of LCC events open to the entire community. Coming up, Summer Stage Under the Stars returns to LCC's outdoor amphitheater in the center of the downtown Lansing campus this summer with two free plays. In June, Romeo and Juliet, a contemporary take on Shakespeare's beloved tragedy. And in early August, Wiley and the Hairy Man, a family drama. Also part of Summer Stage this summer, but it'll be indoors in the Gannon Commons, is Dance Lansing, the last weekend of July. These are just a few of the great things in the mix. Explore all of Lansing Community College's abundant arts activities, academic programs, and more, and experience the power of the arts to connect. Visit lcc.edu slash artsconnect for dates, times, locations, and links. Lansing Community College students now have the option to go beyond an associate degree through LCC's University Center. The University Center is a partnership between LCC and five four-year universities. Located on LCC's downtown campus, these universities offer junior and senior level courses. To find out more about the University Center, visit lcc.edu. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Greetings and welcome to Community Connections on LCC Connect. I'm your host, Bo Garcia, Dean of the Community Education Workforce Development Division at Lansing Community College. Community Connections is a space where we explore economic, business, and community development and discuss how these issues impact our quality of life and standard of living. Today, we'll be interviewing a dear friend and special guest, Jeff Benson. Jeff is president and CEO of Case Credit Union. CASE is a $400 million financial institution serving over 45,000 members. And CASE was recently named Michigan Credit Union of the Year by the Michigan Credit Union League. Extremely well done, Jeff. Now, before we get started, just a little bit about Jeff. 
Jeff is a frequent speaker at various local, regional, and national conferences. He's received numerous awards and been listed in several publications of Who's Who in America. Jeff earned his bachelor's degree in accounting at Michigan State University and subsequently earned his CPA certification. He also received his MBA from Michigan State University. Finally, Jeff serves as a board member and or officer on several boards, including Sparrow Health Systems, a Mayo Clinic affiliate, Capital Region Community Foundation, the National Children's Center in Washington, D.C., and is CFO and trustee at Second Ebenezer Church. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Bo. Now, Jeff, would you uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself? Oh, I sure will. Um, first, I'm happy to be on the program today. Um, I was born and raised here in Lansing, Michigan, actually just about five or six blocks from the LCC campus. So um, <laughs> very familiar with LCC. Um, I've got six brothers and sisters. Um, I attended Everett High School. I'm a Viking. Um, <laughs> From there, I went to um, MSU, uh, where I received my bachelor's degree in accounting, um, and I went straight to work. And then I, um, 25 years later, <laughs> I decided to go back and get my MBA. So Excellent. I did the um, executive MBA program at MSU and received my MBA then. So as, as far as my work history, um, it took a little turn as I, I was doing. Um, when I was in college, I did a couple internships mm -hmm. at a couple local banks here in town as mm -hmm. a collector. And I saw that I had a interest in financial institutions. So my whole career has stayed in there. Mm. Um, once I graduated from MSU with my bachelor's degree, I um, I went to Ernst & Winnie. Um, now it's Ernst & Young because I wanted to be a certified public accountant. Excellent. So I went there. They had an office here in Lansing, Michigan. So I went there and um, stayed there until I became a senior accountant. Um, mm. Once I did that, I was recruited out of there to go down to Ann Arbor um, to work for Great Lakes Savings Bank. Mm. It was a big savings and loans bank at the time mm -hmm. as a kind of an audit supervisor. Mm. Um, I was down there for a year, then I came back up to, to East Lansing to work for MSU FCU, Michigan State University Federal Credit Union, mm -hmm. where I was there for about almost 22 years. Um, I started their internal audit area, then I became the CFO, and then I became the COO. So I worked almost in every single area of a credit union prepping me for to be a CEO. <laughs> and here comes along Case Credit Union here in Lansing, um, where they hired me as the CEO. What are the chances <laughs> of getting a CEO position in the, the city that you grew up in and live in? That's fantastic. Just incredible. So um, so that's a, that's a little bit about me and my journey. Wow, that is fantastic institutional, financial institutional experience. That's tremendous. Chap, tell us a little bit about Case Credit Union specifically. Oh, I'll be happy to. <laughs> um, actually, this year, we are celebrating our 86th anniversary. Excellent. Here we were we were founded right here in Lansing um, 86 years ago. We were actually, um, it was a group of teachers um, that founded Case Credit Union. At the time, it was called, um, it was called Lansing Teachers Credit Union, okay? And then they expanded and they changed the name to Capital Area School Employees Credit Union because they added more school districts than just the Lansing School District. Um, and then from then, they just took off the, all of the letters of the word and just use case, um, C-A-S-E. And um, we serve now, we serve the whole lower peninsula of, of Michigan. Um, like you said before, we're nearly 400 million in assets, over 45,000 um, members. We have about 120 staff people, staff wow. team members on staff. Um, we have an entire suite of products for um individuals, organizations, and businesses. Um, we have five branches um, in the greater Lansing area. Actually, one of them is right here in the Gannon building on campus. Um, we, um, we were voted, as you mentioned, the Outstanding Credit Union of the Year, and actually with from the MCUL, and we received that same award from the Michigan Bankers Association in 2021. Just incredible. Yeah. Um, for the MCUL, that was our 10th year consecutive year of receiving different honors and awards from them. So we're wow. really, really proud of that. Um, and be. our mission um, to assist members and employees to achieve financial success through service that is superior, convenient, and easy to use is what we live by, stand for, and how we've grown. Excellent. Well, that's a key to success right there. And it's so genuine. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had tremendous experience with Case Credit in the past, and it is just it's extraordinary. It truly, truly Thank is. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, Jeff, you brought up a, a, 
a good point earlier. You've had so much experience in working with institutions, or I'm sorry, uh, traditional lending institutions. Can you tell us a little bit about the difference between a bank and a credit union? Yeah, there's, there's one real significant difference, okay? We both provide financial services, so that's the same. So the, the commodity part is the same. But banks are more for profit. So they're more profit driven because they're owned by shareholders. Mm -hmm. People invest in banks and obviously they want to profit. On the flip side with credit unions, credit unions are not for profit. Mm -hmm. Okay, They're owned by the individual members. Mm -hmm. Every time a member joins, they deposit $5 and that's their membership fee. And they become an equal member like everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the, we're focused on more service, especially to the individual, even though we do organizations and businesses where banks are more profit driven. So okay. thank you. And, and what's that mean? for like a community, that kind of real uh, local focus? You know what, in my opinion, it means that anyone can be a credit union member, okay? Mm -hmm. No matter what their financial situation is, um, they can obtain financial services that will help them be successful. It's a little bit more difficult in a bank because they're more profit-driven, so fees are higher, rates are a little higher, and they focus more on businesses. Um, mm -hmm. They do take care of, of, of individuals, but they focus more on businesses. But really, we like to serve everyone in the community. Mm -hmm. Great. And, you know, in relation to that, Jeff, Case has a community development financial institution or what's called CDFI designation. Now, what is that and why is that important to Case and our community? Okay, so what a community development financial institution is, which is a, a mouthful, or CDFI, <laughs> um, these institutions provide financial services to low-income communities mm -hmm. and to people who lack access to banking and to financing. Mm -hmm. So, like I said previously, we like to help everyone. So mm -hmm. we became a CDFI. Um, it empowers low-income and underserved individuals and communities to enter the financial mainstream. Beautiful. Beautiful. That is, that is exceptional. Um, now, Jeff, you know, we've heard much about PPP throughout COVID, you know, how has a uh, case, how was case involved in the uh, payment protection program and in, in relation to supporting our community? We originated, Case originated nearly 100 PPP loans wow. to mainly small businesses, you know, preventing them from laying off staff or even shutting down. Wow. I think we ended up calculating it. It probably saved at least a couple hundred jobs of people and they still had food for their families and had income and everything. So so that was all. So that was awesome. Mm. Um, we offered other things that we did during this pandemic to help our members mm -hmm. were um, we offered relief in the form of postponing loan payments. Mm -hmm. If they were having um, um, struggling to make loan payments, um, we normally charge a fee for that. We took the fee away Beautiful. the whole time during the, the pandemic Beautiful. to just to help the members out. Um, we reduced a lot of other fees, too to help members out during this time. Um, we ran loan rate specials. We granted all kinds of extensions mm. um, for any circumstance mm. because a lot of people were going through a lot of tough times during this pandemic and we wanted to make sure that they didn't have to worry financially about how am I gonna make the loan payment? How mm -hmm. am I gonna do this? How am I gonna do that? Their credit union was here to help them. Mm. Case was here to help them. So, um, mm -hmm. so we helped out a lot of our members, and they were very, very appreciative. And we felt very good about being able to do that. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful. You know, Jeff, that's the kind of impact that just leaves a, a, a really uh, a, a good mark on a community. Mm -hmm. Jeff, is there anything you'd like to add in addition to anything you've, you've talked about today so far? You know, just I would like to reemphasize that. We, our, 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 our goal is to help everyone. You've heard me say that several times as far as a financial institution. Um, whether you're challenged or not, you can come to, to Case Credit Union and we, we will help anyone. Um, we want to make sure that everyone has financial success in whatever they want to do. They may want to get a new home. They may want to get a new car. They may just want to go on a nice vacation and need a little extra spending money. We want to be there for them. And even if, if someone's challenged, we want to make sure that we can help them rebuild their credit so that they can get into financial mainstream and, and pay regular loan rates and stuff. Even, even 
um, individuals that are challenged, um, we still have good competitive rates that they can't find anywhere else to help mm -hmm. them clean up their credit so that they can enjoy the loan, low loan rates and, and higher deposit rates that everyone else can. But So we just want to be here for the community to help the community. You know, I tell you, Jeff, during times like this where there's so much change in the air and unpredictability mm -hmm. and and, and uh, it's so challenging for so many people, you know, it is, it is so good that there are organizations like Case out there that can take the... Uh, scariness, for lack of a better word, out of uh, working with uh, traditional lending institutions to help folks kind of get through what it is they need to get through. And as you said before, you know, certainly the instruments that are in place to, to help folks um, exist uh, across the community. But I think it's also that very organic, uh, sincere mission uh, that you have in case that is reflected in the service uh, to its members. And I just want to credit you with that. As I said before, as a member myself and uh, someone who has had direct experience with uh, your team, I can tell you that uh, you know it is, it is a top-notch experience straight across the board. So thank you very much for that. I just want to you know, thank our guest today, Jeff Benson, President and CEO of Case Credit Union for joining us today. Uh, Jeff, Tremendous. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, this has been your host, Bo Garcia. Thank you for the pleasure and privilege of your time. You can listen to LCC Connect programming on 89.7 FM Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 6 p.m. Thanks again and have a tremendous day. Connected with LCC Connect at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Lansing Community College's dual enrollment program offers the opportunity for qualified high school students to earn college credit while working towards their high school diploma. Dual enrollment lets students receive educational advancement in areas where the student's interest is displayed especially in courses and academic areas not available in the student's high school. To find out more information about dual enrollment, visit lcc.edu. The West Campus Technical Careers Division at Lansing Community College is currently hiring for faculty, student, and support positions. A hiring fair will take place Tuesday, June 21st from 5 to 7 p.m. at LCC's West Campus, located on Cornerstone Drive. To find out how to register, apply, or get more details, visit lcc.edu slash careers. That's lcc.edu slash careers. The following message is about Medicaid and CHIP, free or low-cost health coverage for kids and teens. Enrollment is open year-round. Hey, voice lady, give me the mic. Um, okay. Hey, DJ, let's switch up the music. That's better. So listen up, moms and dads out there. There are these programs called Medicaid and CHIP. They offer free or low-cost health coverage for kids. Things like doctor and dentist visits, prescriptions, and shots are covered. All the stuff that keeps kids like me healthy and in charge. So, as you can tell, a covered kid is a confident kid. And it means confident parents, too. To learn more about affordable health coverage for your family, visit healthcare.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. That's 1-877-543-7669. Yep, you could do something big for your family today because enrollment is open year-round. This has been a message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And Sophia. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. This is Bob Myers from the Historical Society of Michigan with a Michigan History Moment. In the little Michigan towns of Osable and Oscoda, the summer of 1911 was hot and dry. Already the population of those towns was fading away. During the logging boom of the 1880s and 1890s, there were sawmills, logging camps, stores, hotels, churches, and banks. Some 10,000 people had lived there. 
When the loggers ran out of trees, people left. By 1911, only 2,000 residents remained. But the lumberjacks had left plenty of dried brush in their wake. Everyone knew it was a fire hazard. Newspapers warned that the tinder-dry pine brush was a disaster waiting to happen. Authorities and logging company owners paid little attention. Then, in July, with temperatures pushing 100 degrees, fire broke out. Westerly winds drove the flames through Oscoda and Asabo. In Oscoda, volunteer firemen fought the blaze for 90 minutes until flames destroyed the pumping station. Hundreds of people waded into Lake Huron to escape the flames. Railroad cars took people to Tawas, Bay City, and Alpena. Relief vessels ferried people away until fire swept the docks. Only five people died in the fire, but 1,200 people were left with nothing. Local authorities requested food, clothing, and shelter. Donations from around the state arrived by rail, but authorities realized that the assistance would never meet the emergency. Governor Chase Osborne called out the Michigan National Guard. Within hours, the 3rd Infantry Hospital Corps was putting up tents and distributing blankets and ponchos. Guardsmen built a footbridge across the Asabo River to provide access to supplies. Others helped salvage possessions and provided medical and sanitary services. As recovery continued, the 3rd Infantry's commanding officer, Captain Luther, arranged for the provision of building materials and household goods. The Osable and Oscoda fire established a new precedent. The state government would make extensive commitments to ensure that residents would recover from natural disasters. Oscoda gradually reestablished itself, thanks in part to construction work on a dam that provided employment. Osabel, however, lay in ruins and took decades to recover. In 1929, only 50 people still lived there. Today, Ascoda and Osabel are popular vacation destinations and retirement communities. This Michigan History Moment was brought to you by MichiganHistoryMagazine.org. Featuring the staff, faculty, students, and others that helped to make Lansing's premier college what it is today. You're listening to LCC Connect. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. For our troops and their families, the military is more than a career. It's a journey. And every step along the way, the USO is there. It's an experience that that soldier will never forget for the rest of his life. That's what the USO does. From the time they join to the time they transition out of the military, the USO is there, offering programs and support along the way. The USO has tons of programs, how to do a job interview, what to wear, what not to wear, knowing that there was going to be a life after the military. For over 70 years, the USO has continued to meet the needs of our troops and their families, standing with them when it counts. We all got to watch pretty much his last goodbye right before we were notified he was gone. Without the USO, it wouldn't be possible for me and my children to watch Jared tell us that he loves us. These are memories that we'll have forever. Be a part of their journey. Learn more today at USO.org. Founded in 1957, LCC has addressed the needs of Michigan industries through education for more than 65 years. Anchored by the downtown campus located in the heart of Lansing, LCC serves mid-Michigan communities with additional campuses in Delta Township, East Lansing, and Livingston County. The college offers more than 200 degrees and certificate programs and is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Those interested in learning more about LCC may visit lcc.edu slash youbelong. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. We but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found within us. If we change ourselves, the tendencies in the world will also change. This paraphrased quote from Mahatma Gandhi is the basis of the program you are about to hear. I'm Dedalian, and this is Shining Stars, a 
program dedicated to searching out and bringing attention to individuals and organizations that are fostering positive change within our community and within our world. I am very pleased to welcome to Shining Stars today, Tammy Lemmer. Tammy is the Community Relations Director for the Tri-County Office on Aging also known as TCOA for brevity purposes. Since 1974, TCOA has been helping older adults access programs and benefits, improve their health, and remain active in their communities as well. And of course, if you're a resident of mid-Michigan, there is a very good chance that you know somebody that has been touched by this valuable resource. Welcome to Shining Stars, Tammy. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Uh, it is awesome to have you here. And the Tri-County Office on Aging, they, of course, have been here since 1974. Uh, absolutely awesome what you guys are doing. Uh, but you guys do so much that sometimes it is difficult to summarize exactly what the organization does. So when somebody asks you, how do you respond? How do you tell them what a TCOA does? To try to keep it as simple as possible, we help Older adults live independently in their homes and communities as long as they can and as safely as they can. So all of the support, services, programs, connections that we help them make, it's with that goal to help them live independently. Right. And I believe probably one of the most well-known programs that you have is Meals on Wheels. Is, it is. Is it is. A lot of people know Meals on Wheels, but they don't necessarily know that that's a program of Tri-County Office on Aging. So. I love to talk about not only the nutrition supports that uh, come from the Meals on Wheels program, as well as the socialization and the connections the individuals get from our volunteers, but I like to talk about the other uh, services, the in-home supports, the other programs that are available for them as well. Now tell me about some of those other ones. Uh, the, the, the other things that maybe people wouldn't know that the TCOA does. I think one thing we try to talk about is our supports for caregivers. Mm -hmm. Caregiving is or can be a stressful uh, endeavor. It's time consuming. It can be emotionally and physically draining. So we exist to help that caregiver as well. The focus is on keeping that older adult healthy and safe. But the role of the caregiver is very important in that. If that caregiver is uh, getting burned out mm -hmm. or doesn't mm -hmm. have the resources they need to keep themselves healthy and safe, then that could impact the care that the older adult is giving. So that's a great uh, thing I like to talk about as well, that it's not just the focus on that person who's age 60 or older, but mm -hmm. it's the people in their family, in their networks who are working to support them as well. Very good. That makes sense. I can see how that would be an exhausting uh, task, especially if you're trying to keep up with work and everything else that you've got to do. And, and maybe you've got kids or, or whatever else that you've got to take care of. Uh, what do you love most about uh, TCOA and what it does? Gosh, there's so many things. I think at the core, uh, as a service organization, it's really about meeting people where they are, understanding what their specific needs are and their specific circumstances. So for us, if we get an inquiry that comes in through our information and assistance staff, for example, we spend time talking with them, listening to their story, finding out a little bit about what's going on, because they may be asking for something specific, or they may be asking for something more vague or general, mm -hmm. but by talking with them, we can really find out more about what they're, what they're facing and what the circumstances are, and we feel better equipped to help meet that need or fill that gap for them by spending right. that extra right. time. Right. I, I find it interesting that you, you, you said the phrase, uh, their story, because that, that's part of the deal with what I like to do on this show. I want to know all about TCOA, but I also want to know about uh, the individuals that are involved. And, of course, one of the uh, pivot points of the show is positivity. Um, myself, I work a little bit. I have to work at trying to be a positive person. Would you consider yourself to be naturally positive? Do you feel like it is, uh, positivity is something that takes work? I do think it takes work, but I do also consider myself a positive person. Uh, I come about that by, I think, the, the work that I've done in nonprofit organizations. I like to help people, mm -hmm. and I like to be involved with others who are helpers as well. And knowing, um, not that it's about me, but knowing that I am contributing to yes. something good in the world, that I'm making a situation better for a person, I think that keeps me positive. 
mm-hmm. and it gives me an opportunity to reflect on um, the the benefits I've had, um, okay. you know, growing up or the experiences that I've had. So when you first started working, I mean, I mean, has nonprofit always kind of been your, even beyond TCOA, has it always been a part it of It has. You? My professional career started um, pretty much right out of college and started very basic being a receptionist for a small nonprofit. And I expanded and eventually started working for two different Girl Scout councils, um, not here in Michigan, but uh, where I lived briefly in both Washington, D.C. and Boston, Massachusetts. And so I guess you could say I started with youth and children, and then Mm -hmm. I uh, moved into working with uh, domestic and sexual violence survivors and, and advocacy, training, prevention, and now I'm working with older adults, so I kind of joke. I've I've covered the whole lifespan, <laughs> yeah, every, every single one. Exactly. Right? You are a resident of Mid Michigan area, which means, of course, you're familiar with Lansing Community College. Do you have any uh, kids or anything like that that have uh, been a part of our community here at LCC? As a matter of fact, my oldest son Nick uh, participated in the theater program here, and oh. to, to this day, he still participates. He's actually a stage manager at a show for Riverwalk this week, but he's done some LCC shows. Um, really, really proud of him and really happy for the connections he's made and the mentoring he received from the program here. That is wonderful, and Riverwalk, uh, absolutely wonderful uh Community theater. Are they considered community theater? I they, are. they are. Yes. Yeah. Uh, community theater group. And um, yeah, that is uh, great to hear that he's doing some positive change here in uh, the Lansing area and doing his part. Uh, and speaking of positive change, I always like to ask people, what is your specific definition of positive change? And do you feel like that uh, TCOA falls within that definition? I think TCOA definitely falls into my definition of positive change because I look at that as what can we as individuals and what can we do collectively to make a difference in the world? Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of goes back to my reference before regarding, you know, personal story, personal circumstances. We've all been on a path. No one path is the same. And if we can play a part in smoothing that path a little bit or taking away some of the barriers that an individual faces or maybe a family or maybe a community, um, that's positive change to me. I would agree with that. that that's an excellent definition. And yeah, I could see where TCOA uh, definitely falls into that, uh, that line of thinking. Uh, if somebody wanted to get involved with TCOA, could they do that as a volunteer? Absolutely. We have a number of volunteer opportunities. The two that are uh, most, uh, the, we have the most opportunities with the Meals on Wheels program. Of mm-hmm. course, those are um, volunteer drivers who deliver anywhere from once a month to perhaps once a week or more, delivering mm-hmm. hot meals to uh, older adults who face nutritional barriers in some way. We also have a core of volunteers who are we call them friendly reassurance callers. So they are literally making phone calls to older adults or other members of the community that we're working with to check in on them, to be a social connection. Uh, It's not necessarily, yeah, it's not a wellness call officially, but health and mental health is a wellness issue. So knowing that someone's going to be calling you can provide a sense of reassurance. And there are some friendships that can develop. There's a camaraderie for sure that develops. So those are our two biggest needs, but we have a wide variety of other options. Health and wellness programs, we are often looking for volunteers to help facilitate those classes. And we have other opportunities on our website, which I'd be remiss if I didn't share that, tcoa.org, invite people to visit. I would have had you get it in there one way (laughs) or the other. Uh, But, you know, it's kind of interesting that you you talk about that, uh, the idea of having that personal, uh, even, even a phone connection, something. Uh, that I experienced over these last couple of years living on my own uh, very often found myself a little bit lonely because I wasn't seeing the people that I used to see all the time. Uh, So yeah, it's, I could definitely see where that would be a lifeline for somebody. Okay. So not everybody has the time to uh, contribute. Are there other ways that somebody could participate or, or help out in some way? Sure. Well, we are a not-for-profit organization. So like like all of our uh, other social service agencies in the community, we, of course, welcome financial contributions. Mm. 
We also hold a golf outing and a dinner and auction event every year. Uh, we're very fortunate to be able to hold the golf outing, even in, in 2020, because it was an outdoor event and mm-hmm. we put in all the safety precautions. Uh, we did have a virtual event for our dinner and auction in 2020, but we were able to come back live and in person for 2021. Smaller, lower capacity, but right. still a lot of fun where people can come together in celebration of the work that TCOA does and so we have planning committees for both of those events in addition to uh, community members donate auction items and either make financial contributions, buy tickets, et cetera. So those are a couple of the bigger ways that All sorts that of great ways you can help out. Yeah. Now, going back to the golf, that's an annual event. So you guys probably do that the same uh, month every year, right? I believe yeah. it's in June. It is in June. This year it'll be June 16th, and we're holding that at Forest Acres. Okay. Uh, we're very excited. They've been a gracious host for us for several years. It's a great course. It's a, a Big Ten uh, course. So yes. it's, and it's a beautiful course, too. Beautiful. Yeah, I played Absolutely. there a couple of times. What else beyond doing what you do brings you the most joy in life? Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, gosh. Uh, I would consider myself and others would consider me. I'm a professional volunteer. I tend to be very active in my community. I uh, happen to currently serve on my uh, district's board of education. I am a lifetime member of Girl Scouts of the USA. I uh, serve in a lot of different committees and boards. I tend to do a lot of fundraising because uh, that's a skill that not everybody has or feels comfortable doing. So I'm, I'm willing to put myself out there and, and make some requests or, or uh, do some solicitation that other folks might not feel as comfortable doing. I'm all about the making a difference, as I said. So if Asking for a donation is going to make a difference. I'm going to be willing to do that. So it sounds like you managed to find your passion right off the bat then. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I keep busy. Uh, but I love when I'm when I'm not volunteering. I guess one of my other passions is sports. I'm a huge women's basketball fan uh, at, the, at the collegiate level and, and WNBA to a lesser extent, although they haven't gotten the coverage and the exposure that the boys often get. But they're making strides in that area. So I'm excited to follow Women's sports, but all sports in general. Very good. Uh, once again, her name is uh, Tammy Lemmer, and she's the Community Relations Director for the Tri-County Office on Aging. Uh, you want to find out more about TCOA, you can go to their website, which is tcoa.org. Tammy, I want to thank you very much for coming in. I do have one final question for you. This is something that I ask every single one of my guests. Uh, my thought process is always this, and you know, if you had the ability to snap your fingers and put one thought into everybody's mind at the same time across the world. And technically, in some ways, you will be doing that because if somebody's listening to this, you have that opportunity to put that thought in their mind. That's my thought process. So if you had the ability to snap your fingers, put one thought into the collective consciousness of the entire human race at the same time, what would that thought be? That's an amazing question. And I think... The thought that I would want everybody to have is is related to kindness, mm-hmm. but beyond just sort of the, the simple be kind message, I would want people to recognize that we all have different experiences mm. and that we need to be aware that our experience isn't going to be the same as the person next to us or the person down the street or in the next town over or the next country over. Okay. So I think that's what I would like people to, to ponder. So distilling it down into one word, you would say acceptance. Is that a good way? That's to put a it? great word. There you yes. go. Tammy, once again, thank you for coming in and uh, being a part of the show. Again, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Remember, we can all contribute something good to this world, no matter how big or small. A simple smile, a friendly gesture, that's all it takes to expand the power of positivity one inch further. I encourage you to find your shining star within by being the change you want to see. Thanks so much for listening to Shining Stars and, of course, sharing your time with me today. I'm Dedalian, and you can listen to this episode of Shining Stars On Demand along with other LCC Connect programs at lccconnect.org. This has been a presentation of LCC Connect, a weekly program that features the voices, 
vibes, and vision of Lansing Community College. All shows featured on LCC Connect are recorded at the WLNZ studio, located on LCC's downtown campus. Each program is podcast-based and can be heard anytime at lccconnect.org. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on one of our shows, connect with us by emailing lcc-connect at lcc.edu.